You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This episode of Thinking Sideways is not brought to you by the unknown tunnel that I found under my house. Instead, it's brought to you by Talkspace, the online therapy company that lets you message a licensed therapist from anywhere at any time. Now, having a hard time imagining fitting another appointment into your life? Well, with Talkspace, therapy is as easy as sending your therapist a message. There's no commuting, there's no leaving the office, and most importantly, there's no judgments. To match with a perfect therapist for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, go to Talkspace.com sideways and use the promo code sideways to get $45 off your first month that's sideways and talkspace.com slash sideways. T-A-L-K-S-P-A-C-E. Well, hey there, and welcome again to another episode of Thinking Sideways. I am Steve, as usual, joined by... Devin. Oh. Oh, oh. (laughs) Damn you. I think that's the first time that's learned. Somebody is stumping on somebody's toes, and I don't know who it is. Well, what happened is Steve usually, or any of us, will look at whoever we want to call out second, and he shifted his eyes to me and then quickly to Devin. No, I looked at the gun on the wall. He was looking at you but pointing at me. It was just a disaster. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Okay, so let's do this again for the world. I am Steve. I am joined by... Joe. And Devin. There we go. And the confusion was I looked upwards and not at one person. You would think we haven't been doing this for five years. (laughs) Actually, I'm amazed this has never happened. Yeah. Uh, It has, but I think we cut it out. Oh, okay. Okay, well, listen. Hey, uh, we're, as always, going to talk about a mystery this week. But this week, it is extra, extra special. Yeah. Because we are going to talk about everyone's favorite cryptid. So, as always, this is a listener suggestion, but the Chupi has been suggested by each and every one of you at some point, so just imagine I'm saying your name right now. Yeah, here it is. We are saying it. Yeah, Yeah, that was your name right there in the little blank spot we left. Yeah, in our heart we're saying your name and your name only. Um, Now, hey, before, normally what we do is we jump right into the story, but we're not going to do that because, listen, there is some important information that we want to share with you, news about the show, but we're going to save that till the very, very end. And for those of you who are chronic fast forwarders, once the theory section is closed, don't do that. 
Yeah, no, you don't no. want to listen, listen to this. We, yeah. We're sh- yeah. We've been shaming you for years for doing that, but stop doing that. But today, especially don't do it. Yeah, don't. Yeah. Okay. So that having been uh, covered, shame, doled out appropriately, let's talk about our dear friend, Choopy. Yeah, the Choopinator. By the way, did, yeah. uh, did I forget to mention this is our five-year anniversary? You did. It is. Oh, that's right. I did it, forget. You did forget. It's our anniversary. It is. You forgot the anniversary. You're in the doghouse, mister. Yeah, you are. <laughs> well, I forget to mention it. Not that I forgot it. What? Don't you make me feel it. bad about this, Joe. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's talk about our dear, dear friend, the Choopy. Yeah. yeah. So to start at the beginning, the uh, the chupacabra is a cryptid that was originally, and by that I mean originally sighted in the late seventies or early eighties in that region of North to Central America, or uh, I guess it'd be North to Central America, which ranges from Texas down to um, to Mexico. Yeah. So those are that the areas. Would be, that would be North America. Is it still technically North America? Yeah. Yeah. It's not, te- yeah. not Central America? No. No, Texas is not Central America. Listen, North geography Mexico. has never been my, my strong suit, Mexico's so I still apologize. Yeah. Uh, okay. okay, well, the point is, is that our little buddy was sighted in that region, and at the same time, this little cryptid had also been sighted on the island of Puerto Rico. Although it should be said, he's not so little in some sightings. We'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there. Don't jump ahead. Uh, for those of the, you who don't know, though, Puerto Rico, if, if you're not up on your nations and geography and all that good, good information. That's a state in Mexico, right? No. No, it's part of America. It oh, is. Yeah. It's very important. It's technically part of the United States. It's one of the many Caribbean islands run kind of southeast from the tip of Florida towards uh, southeast towards South America. Now... Today, officially, as we're recording this officially, Puerto Rico is an unincorporated U.S. territory, and that information, that that status will play into the story later, but I will say that I just heard something that in 2019, there's another vote on the books to make Puerto Rico the 51st state, Mm. so maybe that'll alleviate some of the tension that we're going to talk about. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know. But as of today, don't don't send us an email in a year and a half. They're a state, you do do doofuses. No, we don't know that yet. Yeah. Okay. So during the 70s and the 80s, when the initial Chupi sightings happened, Chupi went by the name of El Vampiro de Mocha, which is the vampire of Mocha. And Mocha is a small town in Puerto Rico. Yep. Yeah. Also a delicious drink. Uh, yeah. It can occasionally be. Yes, I, I have been known to consume one of those. Yeah, yeah. spelled differently, but that's good. Yeah, there's there's also that. Uh, and while Chupi hadn't been sighted, uh, his handiwork, of course, had. And that handiwork was livestock, like sheep or goats or chickens or family pets, had all been found dead and most notably drained of their blood. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest at this point that I don't know if in the 70s and the 80s the signature mark of the Chupacabra was present or not, but that signature mark is a three-hole, a, a, a triangular-shaped set of holes in the neck of the animal, mm-hmm. with the point of the triangle pointing down. Yeah. So each of those, uh, what's the, the, yeah, the three points. Yeah, like the canine. Yeah. So imagine, yeah, imagine that uh, the apex is, by the way. But, yes, yeah, thank you. A critter with like two fangs on the top and just one fang it's in the middle on the bottom. Exactly. Yeah. Like, Something like that. Yeah. That's kind of scary. It's super scary. Yeah. Wait, how'd that noise go again, Joe? Yeah. yeah that's yeah. what I thought that was. That's, that's the noise. That's the yeah. noise. 
Actually, yeah. that is way better than the noise that I heard on the internet for the Chupacabra. Oh, what was so, that noise like? Uh, it was terrible. We'll, mm. we'll get yours put in place. Oh, okay. <laughs> so the Chupacabra, though, did not become a household name uh, until he was on the, the TV reality show Road Rules in 1995. Oh, man. I thought, Chup- I thought Chupacabras went back further than that. Well, actually, okay, so A, Choopy wasn't on Road Rules on MTV. 1995 was the first year it came out. But Choopy did go back farther. Oh, okay. But Choopy did become a household name in 1995. Okay. Uh, and that is the year that more and more people started to see and learn about our little cryptid bud. The official, and I'm going to use air quotes here, the official original sighting, unquote, took place in 1995 in Puerto Rico, and it was when a woman named Madeline Tolentino saw this strange creature outside of her home run one night, and she started telling everybody about it. Yeah. So what did the critter that she saw look like? Chupacabra, of course. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, well, okay, so I'm going to tell you what she said she saw, and then I'm going to have to tell you all the other versions of what the Chupacabra looks like, because the Chupacabra has evolved over time, well, as all creatures do. It's just in a very short amount of time, unlike natural biology. Yeah, the sightings are after dark, after all. That would account for some of this, probably. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and to be fair here, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're talking about official sightings named the Chupacabra or its known predecessor, the Vampire of Mocha. Mm-hmm. But realistically, there have been reports of cryptids that are like this dating back millennia, basically, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, there are some. There's they're... been tribal stories and things like that about yeah. a creature they're, that they're could easily be. They're nowhere near as concrete. Right. That's but, And that's why I, I say the, the it kind of originates. It's kind of unique in that there's, there's stories going back of animals being drained of blood, but there's no consistency. Yeah. This is where suddenly a consistency of loosely, right. granted, yeah. Yeah. but a loose consistency of what the critter looks like yeah. starts to happen. I just want to make sure that people know it wasn't like Chupacabra f- sprung fully formed in 1995. No. To a degree, but... He's he's got his roots way back there in... In in, the 70s. In American history. (laughs) In the Western Hemisphere history. True. Yeah. Okay, so what what Madeline's sighting said the creature looked like was that the creature was several feet tall, had large eyes and spikes or spines, depending on the version, running down the length of its back. And so basically what she described was a large upright lizard slash bug-eyed alien creature. Ooh. Yeah. The the arms they were longish, you know, more than you would expect on a normal proportion creature of this planet. And the the arms ended in hands that had large sharp claws on them. Okay, so that's that's the general gist of her, her description. And that took off like wildfire. And suddenly more and more and more people around Puerto Rico began to say that they had seen this and suddenly choopy fever was everywhere. Well, did did they say anything about the eyes? I so they feel also, like the eyes are a thing. Well, they the are eyes are a thing. Remarkable. Yeah. In the beginning, they were big eyes. But yeah. nothing about the color of them. Nothing about the color initially. Okay. The okay. color co- seems to come in later and later. But but basically what happens is that she tells this story. It gets on the news and choopy fever takes off. So okay. take that John, Paul, Ringo, and George. Mm-hmm. Ha! 
yeah. you guys suck. Yeah. Uh, they were kind of out of the picture by then anyway. True. true, true. But this this creature has no fur or very little fur on its body. Yeah, scaly and it's, skin. Yeah, well, then the scaly skin is kind of gray, maybe green, which is very weird. Well, I and, mean, that makes sense for that area. Yeah, it, well, it kind of does. But And the other thing is that it doesn't have... Okay, the, so the hands, the, the description of the hands morph. They go from what we would consider a normal hand with five fingers to a hand that is Matt only... Matt would expect. Yes, a Matt Groening style <laughs> hand where it's only got three fingers total, including the thumb. Yeah. Wait, Groening has three fingers plus a thumb. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. Yeah, so it's, it's... Fingers are not thumbs, though. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. So if we're going to say it's got a thumb, it's got two fingers and a thumb. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Like Which... a dinosaur. Yeah. Kind of dinosaur-esque. Which? That's sorry. not we're there yet. Not there yet. Uh, Hold that back. Spoilers, I'm sorry. All right. So that is what Madeline's initial version sort of evolved to. But from there, the Chupacabra changed form and he began to evolve in more and more descriptions. Uh, the Chupacabra became a strange kind of upright lizard creature that then became some sort of naked or bald kangaroo-like creature. Mm. Like the big giant hop legs but at the same time had wings like weirdly little or medium-sized leathery bat style wings were they you know flight inducing or were they too little for flight uh, they appear to be flight inducing or at least gliding wings because somebody reported that the chupacabra flew out of the trees mm. and attacked them as they were running away. Oh, wow, okay. Uh, kind uh, of like uh, Ingrid, uh, what's that guy from years ago, the story we did, Ingrid Cold? Yeah. Yeah, oh, something but, like that. But yeah, I mean, it, it could Mothman? be just kind of gliding wings. Maybe you can't actually fly, but you can glide. Yeah. Right, so a, distance, squ- a flying kind of squirrel thing. doesn't yeah. actually fly, it right. glides. So it's yeah. the same theory as this kind of a gliding chupacabra okay. set of wings. All right, well. sure. Okay. Later and wings, on... Sorry, and wings that are separate from arms, right? Correct. Yeah. Correct. They so appear they have wings to be... and arms. Yes. Gotcha. From there, the creature would morph again into something that is more of a dog-like form. And sometimes this dog would stand on two legs. Sometimes it would stand on four. When it was on four, it could be standing up to four feet high. Uh, you know, a four-foot-tall dog is a big dog. Oh, uh, well, hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, if it's a dog standing up on its hind legs and it's four foot high, well, that's your average uh, you know, Chihuahua on steroids. So that's not so big, but still, yeah, I know I'm joking. Don't give me that look, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's still a big critter if it's upright. Cause not a lot of dog shaped animals. Well, not a whole lot of animals in this world are bipedal. Yeah. So you can see why this story is kind of really gets people going, but that's not the only version. Yeah. There is yet another version of the Chupacabra that says it is more monkey-like and it has a lot of hair, or at least it has a lot of hair on its arms. So that might account for more of the flying out of the trees on somebody, like less flying and more jumping to land on a person. And it just flings behind them and looks like a... Yeah, well, and listen, monkeys are known to jump out of trees onto people. Or yeah. things. Yeah. If they don't like you, they will jump on you and slap you. Or if they yeah. like you, they'll jump on you and love you. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of a weird, like, I, I uh, what confused with the yeah. message. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm just saying, I don't know which is better, but. 
<laughs> well, yeah. it depends on your, your perspective on monkeys. I'm not sure I want to be loved by a monkey. But no. anyway, let's uh, move on, though. Okay. Yeah. okay. Uh, there's the matter of the chupacabra's tail. Yeah. Sometimes that tail is short. Sometimes that tail doesn't exist at all. And sometimes that tail is kind of long and yeah. spiky. Hmm. Well, so it's it's pretty clear from the evidence that uh, the chupacabra is a shapeshifter. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> to a degree, I'm not going to disagree with Actually, you, Joe. Actually, yeah. I would say so. And that, that could be one of the reasons that, and maybe I should be talking about this, could be one of the reasons that we haven't proven its existence yet. Uh, you uh, know, and you might want to hang on to that. That's actually not in the write-up section for the the theories, but yeah. we can hang on to that for theories if you want. Yeah. Okay, sure, why not? Okay. Don't let uh, me forget. Yeah, all right. I promise to try. Uh, let's see, what else have we got in commonality? Oh, well, this is what Devin brought up earlier, the eyes of the chupacabra. So in the beginning, they were large eyes. But now, more and more often, they are large, red, almost kind of red, glowing eyes. Ooh, I like yeah. glowing eyes. Uh, have you ever seen those photos of, like, big cats at night when somebody shines a spotlight on them and their mm. eyes yeah. suddenly light up in that mirrored, red, creepy way? Yeah. yeah. Little well, cats do that, too. Well, yes, they do. But yeah. what I don't know is if it's that kind of light up or if it's the space alien, giant, you know, like, hand-sized, massive eyes. Eyeball that's yeah. luminescent. And not a reflection. It actually does glow. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Does this alien have LEDs in its head? Or is it just the ambient light reflecting? I don't know which mm. one it is. Yeah. Uh, now, I, so by the way, this is one thing that I really... So when I was looking at all of the descriptions of the Chupi, it got very, very confusing. Oh, hell yeah. One of the things that I really, really liked was if you go out to the cryptid wiki and you search the Chupacabra, there's a series of illustrations all kind of side by side. And while they're conceptual drawings, they really kind of help put into perspective of the difference between one to the next. So if you want to see that, I'd recommend going to the Cryptid Wiki and checking that out, because that'll mm -hmm. help out a lot. I've always actually kind of had, among other images of Chupi in my head, I've always kind of pictured him as like uh, being dressed in a trench coat with a, a wide rim fedora. So Al Capone? Nah, not Al Capone, more just like... Um, like a film noir guy? Kind of film noir, kind of spy, kind of like, you know, James Jesus Angleton kind yeah. of guy. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I never really thought of Chupi in that way. Yeah, that's but, not uh, how I think of him either, but... How do you think about him, Devin? Um, Since we're talking about descriptions. Yeah, I think more... I think like a kind of version of a scaly slash hairy kind of thing. I don't know. I mean, I, I like that original description of, you know, scaly with the spikes, but I also for some reason think of him as like cuddly and furry mm. i don't have a good time reconciling i kind of am in this this shapeshifter camp my favorite yeah. my favorite description or my favorite visual of the choopy is the one that we put on the nightlight years ago yeah the, the I do cuddly love hamster with these the, the scary claws and the knife and the wings mm -hmm. like that's yeah. my favorite description but of course that's because that's the way i see it yeah. and so i was able to visualize it yeah um well let's get but there's still uh by the way don't forget though we've still got more description stuff to talk about here oh yeah okay so you remember we talked about the hands went from five fingered to to less graining and more three-fingered style. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, depending on your opinion of thumbs. Digits, we'll say. Yes, digits. Yeah. Perfect. 
Well, those digits seem to be t- to blame for the necks, uh, the holes that are found in the necks of chupy prey. Oh, instead of teeth. Yes. Hmm. So yeah, to a degree. Got maybe claws. And yeah, like that claws. seems to be. You know, oh, have you sense. ever? Okay, so have you ever gone to get uh, a to-go drink? And the lid has a little plastic bit, but you've got to actually poke your finger in it to open it like a coffee. And then like, like a plunge your finger in a scalding hot coffee, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah and then you that. scream yeah. and shout about yeah. how much. Well, think about what Chupi has to do. He's got to do the same thing to the neck of a critter to get his meal. So he's always angry at them because it, it burns him Steve. and they're biting at him. Uh, Steve, I... you know that's why they give you straws, right? Yeah. You're not supposed to use your finger. What? You're supposed to use a straw or a like coffee. I thought stirrer. straws were outlawed in this state. Yeah, I nah, mean, so yet. use a coffee stirrer or something. What? Like, come on, Those use a tool like a human. Listen, listen, I've been relying on you people to help me consume food like a normal human Even being. Even crows for all know these years. that you use a tool. What are you doing? <laughs> That's my that crows do oh my that. God. Okay, but, okay. So that aside, the uh, real thing is that the story appears to be that maybe. Chupi is holding his fingers and he is jabbing into the neck of a and creature. And then sucking after And that? then immediately going to it and sucking all of the fluid out of or that creature, a, which... Or at least a substantial amount of it. Is right, there, which is very vampiric. Is there blood dribbles to suggest that? Well, there's blood. I mean, you know... It's, I mean, it's, is there enough that it would be like, poke, oh, I guess I gotta put my mouth on it now. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that he's trying to be the little Dutch boy and stem the flow. I think he might be trying to be the exact opposite and increase the flow with pressure. Fair enough. That kind of pressure. Okay. Yeah, he he might even actually grab him in his his paws and give him a good squeeze. He's giving them a hug. He's giving them a hug in their final moments to make them comfy. Yeah. Does anybody uh, believe that? That's no. So sweet. Okay. I'm too cynical. For uh, that okay, let's move forward then. Uh, so we've already ex- established why there might be this vampiric element because of the stabbing and then the lack of blood. What I find really, really funny about the name Chupacabra, of course, is that when you translate that to Spanish, because that's where it came from, yeah. it directly translates to goat sucker, yeah. as in the sucker of blood of goats. Yeah. But what I really love is that goats are, I mean, that infers that all the Chupacabra is after is goats, but it's farm animals like sheep and chicken or dogs or all these other critters are also seen to be prey of the Chupacabra. Well, it's, so it's, it's a bit of a mystery no it's no no it's it's not at all unusual in the animal kingdom for somebody to have a preferred food food group okay but at the same time you know when goats aren't available you gotta you gotta do something you, you go gotta, for the you sheep. gotta eat i mean one so you, you go know for the sheep the dog or whatever yeah, yeah one yeah. thing to bear in mind is that in chupi's natural hunting ground usually wild goats but once it becomes urbanized or taken over by farms it's replaced by farm animals and so he mm-hmm. is left to hunt whatever he can are yeah. you thinking that chupi is in an area where fainting goats are natural yeah that's why no i mean <laughs> no <laughs> Sorry, I was being kind of smart, smart ass there, but no, you can, um, I mean, you know, there were wild goats everywhere. Yeah, no, there's then, wild goats, yeah. And then people came over and, you know, started agriculture in that area and mm-hmm. suddenly you got to hunt other things. Okay. Yeah. Come on, man. But luckily, okay. uh, luckily, I guess he never started hunting human beings. Uh, thankfully, and there yeah. are, just to set the record straight, there are no accounts anywhere of a chupacabra 
actually attacking. Not like these people who were a Chupi jumped on them. That Chupi appears to have jumped on them and that was it. No actual attacks inflicting damage or attempting to feed on a human. So apparently the long pig is not on the menu for the Chupacabra. Well, that's because the vampires get the credit at that point. Oh, there yeah. you go. Yeah, maybe they've got like sort of a like not they did a symbiotic relationship not not symbiotic but they just have sort of a they just ha, they have their own territories and they don't they don't intrude you know right. what i mean or yeah. they have their own prey yeah all right thanks Anne Rice. yeah uh, <laughs> all right well let's keep going up uh, oh well actually that's all i have for background on the chupacabra uh so essentially to kind of to summate all of that uh, the little monster can be tall or short, hairy or bald, have small or large eyes that are black or red, have a flat face or a long face with a big snout. Uh, this is a very concrete description that would hold up in a court of law if the little booger would ever just show up in court. I was going to say, didn't you say that this was a concrete example as we're not, not in centuries past? Sarcasm. He had a good... Oh, okay. Sarcasm. Oh, see, it was oh, too advanced even for me. Got okay. it. Yeah, yeah. The Chupi's descriptions are all over the place. And that's my favorite part and my least favorite part about this story. It's the hard thing is that, well, which one is it? Is it Chupi? Is it the Jersey Devil? Is it this other thing? Like, It could it be really... these critters are kind of related, yeah. Yeah, to a degree. Now, um, I will mention that... In 1995, the Chupacabra story seems to have really gained ground in Puerto Rico that then spread to Central, South, and North America. That story has now even gone so far that Chupacabra sightings are happening in Eastern Europe. By the way, that's from Chupi and the Aliens Band Tour, which I believe was the Get Your Goat and Why the Hell Is It So Cold Here Tour. Oh, yeah. That was, I, I got one of but, their t-shirts. Yeah, yeah. Tour. We all have that shirt. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that's but that's that's all we have about the story of the chupacabra. Huh. I find it funny that he's spread so far, but you know he's an industrious little critter. So yeah, he's prolific. He, mm -hmm. That too, maybe that's why he spreads so far as he's actually prolific in the reproductive way. Oh yeah, maybe. Or you might, never know. There's that, or it might just be that uh, he stays on the move mm -hmm. to to avoid contact with human beings. Oh, and, kind of the gypsy the long, lifestyle, and the long arm of the law, and yeah, all that stuff. So maybe it could be that too. Well, yeah. let's, uh, we've, we've finished up all of the basic descriptions, so let's talk about the theories about the Chupacabra. Oh, yeah. But before we do that, let's take a quick break. Hey, Devin, do you like running? You bet I do, Steve. And you know what I love running from the most? Hell yeah, I do. You love running away from the Chupi. Uh, so do you have a favorite kind of running gear, Devin? Why, Bomba's socks, of course. They're so comfortable, and with that crazy honeycomb arch support system, I know that my feet are getting the support they need. And they make you look less like a goat so the cheapy won't come after you. Am I right? Ha 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 Uh, yeah, sure, Joe. Anyway, back to this ad that we're recording. So tell me, Devin, is there anything else that you like about Bomba's? Oh, Steve, there are so many things I like about Bombas. To start off with, there's the super soft cotton material, which is just amazing because it keeps your feet warm in the winter and cool in the summer. And man, is it hot here right now. The other really fantastic thing is that they give so much to those in need. Bomba donates one pair of 
socks for every pair they sell, which is like over seven million a year. That's pretty amazing to me. It sure is. And the thing you need to understand is that that little devil dog Chupacabra sure isn't doing anything like that for anyone. That is totally true, Joe. All that little monster does is sit around and smoke cigars all day before assaulting livestock. I have to say, my favorite thing about Bombas is the fact that they fit so well on me. There is just something great about wearing socks that stay in place while I don't really feel like I feel them there. And I never get those gnarly lines on my feet that other socks leave, which is why I really like them and I really wear them so much. So, dear listener, if you'd like some Bombas of your own, then have we got a great offer to share with you. You can now get 20% off your first order of Bombas by going to bombas.com slash sideways and using the promo code sideways. That's bombas, B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash sideways with the promo code sideways to get 20% off your first order. That's right. Because Bombas have been helping people outrun Chupi since sometime after the Diatlov Pass incident. Okay, ready? Choop, choop, choop. Choop, choop, choop. Chupacabra. Chupacabra. Okay. Okay. And we're back. Oh. Let's talk about theories. Whoa. So theory number one is that the chupacabra is a dinosaur. Sure. A leftover one. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. A long ignored or unobserved dinosaur because this creature is short. It's got leathery skin like a lizard and it's got spikes on its head and those are running down its back, which is kind of sounds like a stegosaurus to me. Yeah, me too, actually. But but if you think about it, though, the problem with this theory is that if we're going to look at the island of Puerto Rico, there are no large lizards that are native to that island. There's some iguanas and there's some geckos, but none of them are near big enough to be what is described as the chupacabra, nor do they walk on their hind legs. That's kind of unusual for a lizard. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Lizards don't typically walk that way, so that's a problem. And well, a, oh, but the thing about it is, is that uh, you know it could have it could have gotten there somehow on a ship, say for example. And we're going to talk yeah. about that, because the, the, that that infers some kind of longevity or past in other places, mm-hmm. which I would think would be reported on prior to this. But we'll talk about that in a later theory. Uh, but I will say that the the fact that it is unobserved because there are there are creatures that are old like some fish or crocodiles or certain creatures like that that have have found no reason to change or evolve over the millennia mm-hmm. that are basically the same now as they were when the T-Rex was running around. Well, that's the idea of this theory is that the chupacabra is the same thing it was of a hundred thousand years ago. Ish. Well, especially if it was like, uh, you know, like you know, a shapeshifter, if that's what it is. That's the, the, the most ultimate, coolest adaptation ever. Yeah. So why would it change? Yeah. yeah. So, okay, well, so here's the thing is that for, we're going to go into the shapeshifter in just a second because I want you to flesh that out. Oh, yeah. But for me, the fact that it, if it had been originally on the island of Puerto Rico for that entire time, it's amazing to me if it's just a plain dinosaur, not the shapeshifting kind, yeah. but a plain dinosaur, that it would have gone 
gone for all of the time that people were on that island unobserved and undescribed in any lore that that mm. to me is that's awkward or weird or strange it, it doesn't make sense well it could have been a fluke that brought it there yeah, I was just going to say, I mean, I think what Joe was saying earlier is in, is is worth considering that it wasn't always on Puerto Rico. It could have come from Central or South America, where there are, as we have talked about recently, vast swaths of this of those areas that just are totally unexplored, that something like a dinosaur could have existed for thousands of years, millions of years, totally undiscovered, and then somehow you know, managed to get itself wrangled up in like a timber shipment or something that ended up, you know, in Puerto Rico. Exactly. I mean, and so, then suddenly because island. Puerto Rico is so much smaller, suddenly. And so much more populous. Yeah. Than okay. where it came from. I, I mean, I just think it's worth. No, no, I, I, I'm not going to completely discredit it. I, I disagree with it, but I'm not going to discredit it. Joe, tell me, flesh out a little more though, your shapeshifter idea. Well, it's not that fleshy, really. It's just... Uh, it's you know, more I, leathery? <laughs> yeah. It depends uh, on the day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I ate a bunch of carbs today, so I'm kind of a fleshy shapeshifter. <laughs> yeah. But no, I mean, it's just it's just this obvious, uh, and I think, you know, indisputable, that since the accounts have varied so much in describing the chupacabra, that it, you know, he must be a shapeshifter. Uh, you know, I think it's like indisputable. So one day he looks like an anteater, the next like a monkey, and yeah, one day, day he looks like Bob from dinosaur. the local tribe. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. It's not Every, it's listen, not everybody bad. said Bob was a weird looking dude, yeah. so I get it. Yeah, he I had totally... a he had a weird craving. He yeah. really did. And a weird affection for the local goats. Yeah. That was that was really what set him apart. True. And, but that could be also what makes him so elusive is because being a shapeshifter like he is, it's like if somebody spots him, he can dart away and then just like morph into a dog or something or a sheep. Yeah. And nobody or, notices. Yeah, or yeah. part of the herd. Yeah. Suddenly, psh. Yeah, suddenly, boom. Yeah, yeah, he's gone. And they're like, oh, weird. We, there's a There's a sheep missing from the herd. But we have the right number. Yeah, huh? Hmm. Yeah, no, I cannot think of. There's, I've read books about shapeshifters before and and how they would integrate into society. So that's that's not unheard of, and it yeah. makes sense. I mean, I mean, actually, when you come right down to it, Chupi could be sitting in this room right now. <gasps> yeah. So uh, let me take off my mask. <laughs> I'm no. Christopher Walken. No, that's no. not how it actually works. Okay. Now, let, me pull, let me peel off my mask. I'm Tom Cruise. Yeah. <laughs> you don't jump on the couch enough to be Tom Cruise. That's true. Yeah. Okay, let's move to our next theory. The next theory is that the chupacabra is actually some kind of vampiric animal. Sure. They because exist. remember, you know, the, the chupi is supposedly notorious for sucking the blood out of its victims. And that gives the impression that it is, again, it is giving the impression that it only is able to sustain itself on the blood meal of other creatures. And that would explain why people originally called it the vampire, the the vampire, uh, the vampire of Mocha. Well, there are animals on this planet that do partially or entirely survive on blood meals. So there's leeches, vampire bats, some birds, some bugs, even some plants out there that do it. Yeah, fleas and mosquitoes. Yeah, but no. there's no evidence. This is the the issue with it is that there's not, no evidence of anything as large as a chupacabra, independent of which size version of the chupacabra you want to adhere to yeah. out there that is surviving 
surviving on that much blood as its only food source. But, but bear with me here because this, the way I said that implies that the only food source it has is blood, which is wrong to to presume we don't know that yeah well yeah because there are there are a bunch of animals out there that consume blood but that's not the only thing they eat yeah yeah Yeah. i mean i was just gonna say it it doesn't really stand to reason that an animal that large would be able to sustain itself just on blood although blood is very nutritious blood can be very nutritious yeah but Probably not for an animal of that size. And They'd have to feed on a lot of oh, yeah. animals to get the right amount of blood. And it wouldn't be a very balanced diet to only drink blood. No. I but mean, it, there it, are some animals that do. It might be that. This is why you put small. celery in your Bloody Mary. So that's it's a balanced diet. Yeah. yeah. But it might be that uh, that's kind of his hunting strategy is to puncture the animal's like carotid artery, suck out enough blood till it loses consciousness, and then it can like, you know, feed and, you know, consume the meat part. But then why are they finding all the animals that have the hallmarks of being because, sucked dry? Because so he's, he's, interrupted? he's interrupted before he can... Gotcha. Well, I was going to say, the issue is that the, 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 the blood sucking is always described as the way that the animal died. There is no post-consumption of the creature. So yeah. the goat has its neck punctured. Right. And all the blood is gone. Yeah. But the goat is not torn apart and consumed. It is yeah. still sitting there whole. But Joe's theory is that that's just the goats they find. Correct. Yeah. Okay, right. I will get that. But in, but here's the thing is that if we're going to say it's a vampiric animal, there are... Okay, let's talk about the vampire finch, which sure. is a finch on the Galapagos Islands. It eats seeds and bugs and grubs just like finches do. Yeah. The only difference is that in the dry season or the season where there's not a whole lot of its normal food around... What this particular finch does is it goes up and it plucks the tail feathers out of bigger birds and creates a wound that bleeds, and then it feeds on that blood. And apparently, you will see a line of finches behind a big bird, and once they've consumed enough, they'll fly away, and the next one will come up, open the wound a little bit to keep it bleeding, and keep consuming blood. So remind me to never go to the Galapagos Islands. Yeah. But listen, there are animals who do this. It is a, I mean, leeches and there's all kinds of creatures that it's a creepy, creepy thing to us as people, but nature finds a way. So there are animals that do it. There are. It's just the scale. Well, no, the the scale. scale. I agree. But there is a scale thing, but also, but but still, I mean, I I I still think as a hunting strategy to suck the blood till it loses consciousness, and then you go up and you chow down after that. It could be too that lots of lots of chippy victims have been found, but they were assumed to be, say, coyote attacks or other wild animal attacks. Yeah, Yeah. that's true. I guess. This is why Joe's not allowed in Forest Park. Yeah, yeah, that's true. No, I mean, the only thing is, I th- I think in, like, fantasy land theory, the idea yeah. of sucking blood until your victim is... You, you, have to have, you have to have some kind of, like, mesmerized thing, too, right? Where the animal's not going to fight back because, like, well, hanging on to, to an really animal... Strong. Yeah, you have to be really strong yeah. and be able to suck blood, like, really, really fast. Mm-hmm. Because in, in reality, if you... Even if you puncture like a major artery, an animal's gonna Im- immediately just fight back really, really hard. Mm. It would be faster almost to just like break his neck, so pull the entire neck out, or yeah, yeah something uh, like okay, that. Okay, so I'm gonna disagree with that because I've for some reason been watching a lot of videos of lions on the plains attacking large, uh, uh, what's the 
what do you call animals Giz- with the gazelles? Like gazelles, the the the, the split hoof, um, ungulates, oh. ungulates, and they grab them. They they're choking them more than anything. Like they are opening the the veins in their neck by biting them. Right. But more often than not, what they're doing is they're actually choking but the different. animal. That's you're not. But that's the exact same thing I'm saying. Right. It's but, like that's more efficient. Okay, but it is possible that in the process of opening these holes that are bleeding the animal out. Out. They're also cutting off the windpipe. I'm not in bed with this theory. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but I'm saying that, like, just because this is happening doesn't mean something else is happening. But I will tell you that there's another larger problem with this whole vampiric angle, which is that these animals are that are, that are found or supposedly have been drained of all their blood. But we don't know that for sure because one of the things that we've talked about on the show before is liver mortis, which is that process where, you know, your you blood mean, is being pushed around the body. You mean rigor mortis? No, liver mortis. Liver mortis. Oh, that's right. Yeah, liver, liver mortis, mortis where the, the, blood the blood is being pushed around down. and then once the heart stops, the blood is a liquid. So it does what all liquids do. It settles to the lowest point, the path of least resistance, at which point it pools and coagulates. So if a, if a rancher comes out and says, oh, my God, my prize goat, Jenny, has been killed, well, what's happened? And you try to cut Jenny open to see what's going on, and you kind of expect this spray of blood to happen, but that doesn't happen. You go, she's got no blood in her. Oh, my God, she's been sucked dry, when really what's happened is Jenny's blood has all sank to whatever the, the, the lowest portion of her was, and sort of well, semi-solidified. Well, you know, but still, you know, Chupi's intentions might be to completely exsanguinate the animal. But again, it gets interrupted and it has to scamper off into the darkness before it can suck all the blood out of the, out of the Really? Game. But whatever yeah. blood is in Jenny is going to settle to Jenny's lowest bits. Oh, yeah. I just think, you know, Chupi's trying to do ranchers a favor. Like, they have to eventually exsanguinate the body that to, that to kill when they slaughter it anyway. Blood. So he's just like helping them out. Yeah. yeah. yeah he's just point. trying to make the meat usable. Yeah. Maybe. Nice old chippy. Yeah. Maybe. It's, it's, it's no, I don't like fella. the theory at all. Let's, no, no, let's no. Move I, on. I, yeah, really doing that to Jenny and the other 24 Jennifers is just not nice. So let's keep moving on. Uh, so we have another theory, which is that the chupacabra is an alien. Yeah. yeah. Because Could be. what good story wouldn't involve an alien for goodness sake? Zero. Yeah. Exactly. Well, and, uh, no such thing. It's not beyond the realm of possibility. No, so you no. pretty consistently see uh, the Chupi being dis- the Chupacabra. I, oh, by the way, just so people don't get upset, we have come to call the Chupacabra Chupi yeah. because he's kind of a friendly character to us. But yeah. And I keep saying Chupi rather than Chupacabra. It's just a natural automatic reaction because we've been talking about the Chupacabra for, what, five years yeah. now? Just about. It's really just like calling a friend Jenny instead of Jennifer. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, so the 27 Chupis that we're talking about here are awesome. Come on, you know the song. 27 Chupis? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's by the Decembrists. Yeah, look it up. You'll find it in their catalog. Uh, yep, exactly. So when you look up drawings and descriptions of this critter, you're going to find that it's not hard to see why some people may say that the Chupacabra actually is an alien. But certainly and in some of the drawings, it does look pretty alien. Super alien. Yeah. And the alien theory kind of explains some things. Because listen, in the 70s and the 80s, there were some spot descriptions 
of things that sounded like the chupacabra, but it wasn't until the mid-90s that it really started taking off. Well, if the chupacabra is an alien, that explains why it suddenly showed up in the middle of the Caribbean in the 90s, because it could be that instead of being a natural uh, occurring earthly or... um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Terrestrial, terrestrial creature. Yeah. It's an extraterrestrial sure. in that this creature suddenly shows up and starts playing havoc here in our ecosystems. And we're not expecting it. I mean, it might also explain the vampiric nature, right? I yeah. mean, you know, it's possible that creatures from other worlds have developed a different physiology and. Yeah, they found the blood just generally more nutritious. It's uh, like crack. Yeah. And I so, mean, it, it literally could be alien crack. It could be. Yeah, it could sure. be. That's a good point. Um, so this could be, I, I can see a couple of possibilities here. One is that, like, say, some aliens land here, like, eons ago. It could be centuries, thousands of years ago. And for whatever reason, their their ship broke down, and they, and they were stuck here. And they wind up basically because, I mean, imagine, say, say for example, uh, if the three of us wind up stuck in a jungle somewhere, are we going to build a new civilization? Or are we going to wind up living in savagery? Uh, new civilization, obviously. Yeah, of course. But but these aliens are dumber than we are. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> so they're so space traveling dummies. Yeah, so they wind up, you know, basically foraging and getting along. But they're, they're basically they're the rednecks of interspace travel. Yeah. Is what you're getting at? Yeah, but they return. Well, I mean, I, uh, a lot of a lot of us really don't have the wherewithal to. Oh no! You know, not, not none of us, us could don't. build a car. Yeah, none of us could, and so. And so basically they revert, they revert essentially to savagery. And after centuries, there's still some descendants of the original aliens out there, maybe even more, but there's still not huge numbers or anything like that. And they're still you know, out and about. I'll take you a step further. Yeah. It's an alien's dog. Or pet. A pet. Yeah. Well, another... That they had yeah. on their spaceship. They landed. And it ran pet off. Pet ran off. They were like, oh, shh. Oh, crap. crap. Yeah. We got to get out of here. The humans well, bye are bye coming. Fluffy. Yeah. Bye, Fluffy. Hope no. you're doing well. Oh, this sucks. Why yeah. did we call you Fluffy when you have no, no. fur? I don't yeah. know, but it's a language fur. difference. Yeah. Bye, I Fluffy. Think, uh, and well, then it's, you but, know, that but, explains why maybe they might be smart enough for space travel, but not smart enough to start their own Well, yeah. okay, but I will but, I will actually yeah. tra- change that, is that they may, they may not be smart enough for space travel, but they may be some kind of interstellar hitchhiker, well, that's but the what, interstellar hitchhiker kind that is not smart enough to bring like, their own towel. That's, yeah, that's the other thing I was thinking, is that they're just basically like rats on ships, you know, here in the U.S. Yeah, actually, yeah. totally. In the world. Yeah, in this, yeah. In this, yeah. this, this world, this not world. this country, this so, world. An enormous but but cloaked alien ship basically lands in a few places on the planet and some of these things just pop off out of the hold or wherever they're hiding out in there or remember, maybe they flush them out because they're like, oh, God, we have a bed bug infestation. Yeah. The whatever their equivalent of bed bugs is. Uh-huh. Get rid of it. Or, or it could be, be actually. Like the movie Critters. Remember Critters? Yeah. Oh, or what it, a horrible but fun movie. No, I don't think I saw that one. Oh, that or, was from the late 80s where they were little round hairy things and they would roll. Uh-huh. Oh, you need to see that. You'll hate it. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> yes, I, I need to see more movies like that. But another possibility, of course, is that the aliens popped by and just uh, left these critters off as like kind of hunting animals. Essentially, they, they just wanted to leave them here and let them breed and then come back and just hunt them for sport later on. And maybe, who knows, maybe they do come back occasionally and hunt them for sport. See, the, the, the problem, though, the, the whole problem, the, the, the joy and the terror that is this theory is that 
your belief in aliens. If you believe in aliens, this totally makes sense. If you don't believe in aliens, this theory is complete and utter poo. It's, oh, it's absolutely conceded to not believe in aliens, but we can go yeah. down that rabbit hole different day. Yeah, we yeah. we've gone down that more than once, and I don't uh, think we need to go down it again. <laughs> I, it, I'm sure they're around. And the, the, the big question is: is are they visiting Earth, or have they? You know, that's mm-hmm. that's the big question. Yeah, yeah I think Hitchhiker is a good one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, let's clearly let's they keep, forgot their we, towel. By the way, yeah, I know. That's why I said they're not good enough to bring their own damn yeah. towel. All right, let's go to the next theory, which is that it is a, not as I have written it, genetical, but an actual genetic genetic mutation Uh created by question mark yeah well that's exactly know, how it's written out by the probably way. created in the in the, the labs at on plum island oh yeah yeah, yeah or no nasa doubt. uh yeah. so as uh as you're reading about choopy and the choopster you're gonna you know you're not gonna be surprised to learn that there are conspiracy theories surrounding the chupacabra what i was surprised about was where those conspiracy theories were at hmm. because as we talked about before, Puerto Rico is a, it's, oh God, what did we call it earlier? It's a, it's a, uh, an island. It's an island. Yeah. <laughs> an unincorporated. Yeah. It's an unincorporated state of the United States. And that yeah, it's is. a territory. It's a territory. So yeah. theoretically that's going to change soon. But apparently the, the residents of, uh, of Puerto Rico, they don't really like the U.S. government in ways because they feel like they're not treated right. And they feel like the U.S. government is sometimes hiding things from them, which mm. I don't don't disagree with because I think the U.S. government is hiding things from me all the time. Yeah, probably. So I get that. What happens here, though, is that this theory says that this this creature is being hidden from view, and how that's happening or why that's happening. That theory kind of morph or splits into two veins. The first vein is that. The chupi, the chupacabra was created by the U.S. government uh-huh. in a lab. That lab happened to be on Puerto Rico, or the island of Puerto Rico, and that lab was working on genetic manipulation to create new critters. So sort of like Dolly the sheep, you know, they, they figured out how to clone a critter. Yeah. So it's yeah. in that same vein of research. Sure. Maybe like splice together various DNA from various critters. To right. A goat really... and a lizard and an, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, a, a, a other mean thing. I really want to merge this theory with one of the previous theories to create the, what I will now call the Jurassic Park theory. Okay. Mm-hmm. That yeah. it could be a dinosaur totally resuscitated by the U.S. government that uh, escaped. From, so it's yeah. a raptor and... A... No, it could just be some kind of dinosaur that we don't necessarily know about. You know, if maybe... it's going to be Jurassic Park, it's going to be a raptor. All right, fine. Yeah. It's some sort of weird raptor well, that we don't lots, know about. They've created lots of different dinos for that you know, for that park, but it makes me but think... But the raptors maybe, are the best. They are the coolest but uh, and the scariest. But uh, you know, it may well be that it was, it's, it's bigger than this. It wasn't just something that escaped. Actually, there's a U.S. government plan to just... Turn the entire island of Puerto Rico into, into Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. Yeah. Which makes sense, actually, because the population is leaving there in droves. So mm. it's like, you know, pretty soon it's going to be empty. You might According well to the news there. coverage, they're all leaving it, yet everybody yeah. still seems to be living there. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, until so, the dinosaurs so the, but that's, eat them. But, you know? but that's, that's the theory is that the U.S. government 
created this thing. Now, it maybe it got out on its own, or maybe they intentionally let it loose on the yeah. island to turn it into a giant uh, game park for drawing in all the Chinese tourists to 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 make money on. Yeah. We don't know. Yeah. This theory, though, also splits because it's what we talked about a little bit earlier, is that instead the aliens had created this critter and the aliens came here. They dumped the chupacabra onto the island of Puerto Rico. And from there, of course, the aliens and the U.S. government, they're in bed together sleeping on their Casper mattress. <laughs> and they said, we've got to cover this up with this giant duvet cover of misinformation. Yeah. And so they pulled up their big old blankie over the chupacabra and just said, no, that didn't happen. I don't, you don't know what you're happening. That didn't yeah. happen. That could actually explain uh, some of the incoherences of the descriptions of the chupacabra is that you have your agents actually actually report sightings of, of the chupacabra, but every one of them looks a little different. Yeah, Or even a lot different. Yeah. And that would, that would totally you know, destroy the credibility of the original sightings, the, the actual real sightings. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Now, Joe, I know you're, you're a huge fan of always digging into old historical information on these things. And yeah. I know you came up with, you found, I don't know if you came up with this or you found this. I, I don't know how not, you got this, dude. But I, uh, explain I could not this, this next theory this that up, you no. shoehorned into my script. Well, uh, and I got this out of a, a book and some research I was doing on the uh, the assassination of Abraham Lincoln and uh, and all the, the years. Because that happened. That. Yeah, and well, it did happen eventually. Apparently, there were other assassination attempts. He was controversial, but this was a rather controversial time in our history. Um, yeah, passions were running high, so uh -huh. very, very high over the slavery thing and secession and all that. But uh, well, then yeah, yeah, yeah. He he did not. He uh, what I was trying to say is he didn't come into power with this huge wave of approval. There was all kinds of factions that were not happy oh, yeah. about him. Oh, yeah. As is tends to be kind of typical of first-term presidents when there's a sea change. It's uh, you know even when things are fairly fairly okay. I mean it, things things kind of go nuts when mm -hmm. people people's guy doesn't or, or girl does not win the, the White yeah. House like they thought he or she should, and everybody goes berserk. But uh, let's get back to our theory here. So uh, in the 1850s, this would be before, obviously, Lincoln became president, uh, the Pinkerton Detective Agency was actually hired by Abraham Lincoln after they repeatedly thwarted an assassination attempt against him. And, uh, Which I did not know of. You did not? Yeah, I did not know. I, well, I had no idea that happened. Well, yeah, this is part of the theory. I, I'm not so sure that I've heard about this one before either, because you know, if there had been a previous one, I don't know. Well, it just hasn't been publicized, let's just say. Uh, obviously, they sort of dropped the ball in the second attempt. You know? <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, yeah. They yeah. did. Well, okay. they did. Well, you know, you got to remember about the second attempt, though, is that the, the Civil War was basically over at that time. So it everybody seemed thought, like the threat was over. Yeah, everybody was, it was yeah. kind of probably kind of thinking, okay, everybody's just going to go back to their corner, and we're all just going to kind of get over yeah, it and everything. Okay. Yeah, maybe that was it. All I don't right. know. But, yeah, the guard was down. There was there was a member of the Pinkertons who was actually well known for his superior I don't know his, his instincts I guess and uh, he was went by the code name Cheaplock Holmes really and, yeah and he was a key member of the agency yeah Cheaplock Holmes and uh, he was kind of funny looking but he he still had a ma a massive success rate so he was accepted and promoted 
Uh, yeah, I heard but, he wore a hat and a trench coat a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. I, I think that it, I think that the hat may have been a way to draw attention away from his stuff. his appearance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but uh, you know, eventually he came kind of became disillusioned with the organization and left. Uh, and rumor has it he went south when he left, like towards the Texas border, maybe. Okay. Uh, yeah, and but uh, you know, other than that, surprisingly for a guy who spent so many so much time with the agency, there's not that much known about him. Uh, and then after, or totally makes sense. Yeah, I mean and he's a spy, right? Yeah, Decoder. well that's a good point. He wants to be kind of anonymous. Yeah, yeah. although uh, you know if, if he's out there still, and, and I assume he is, uh, somebody named Arthur Conan Doyle actually actually did some research into his time with the Pinkertons and and basically ripped it all off and and made it into the Sherlock Holmes stories yeah. and made a pile of money on it. And so there was a message left, left behind, one last message, a coded message left behind for Alan Pinkerton. Who was the guy who started the Pinkerton yeah. agency. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Code breakers have not yet been able to figure, figure this letter out. Um, but So it said in clear, in clear it said, what, figure this one out, you're a racist jerk face? <laughs> you know that? But, Something like that, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, but... They yeah. haven't been able to figure out what the code was. Yeah, so, Maybe there is no code. Maybe that was actually the... Thing. Well, it could have been. It could, it could have, And it could have been, like I said, some coded messages are probably not really code at all. Yeah. They're just meant to just drive people nuts. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I think at least one or two of the Zodiac messages are actually that way. <laughs> I, I actually do. I totally agree. I, yeah, yeah, I think so. I do. Yeah. I, I, if, if this is a coded message, I love the uncoded version. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah. come on. Or yeah. the coded version. So, yeah. Joe, I'm sorry, what does this have to do with Chupacabra? Well, Chupac Holmes is believed by some people that Chupac Holmes might have actually been the Chupacabra in oh. disguise. Yeah, Either. okay. Yeah, I mean... I uh, guess that makes sense. Sorry, apparently I didn't Chupac put that Holmes. together. Chupac yeah. Holmes, Chupacabra, of course. Yeah. <sighs> so, whether it's the Chupacabra, I mean, we don't know if the Chupacabra that we, that we see today is the same one from 100, 200 years ago. I mean, enough, some creatures yeah. actually live a long, long time. This is also uh, a time frame when people were playing with a lot of chemicals, uh, and it could be that Chupac Holmes, like, figured out some steampunky way to make a whole bunch of chemicals to extend his life, but of mm. course it gave him a horrific skin condition and yeah. an abnormally large love of goats. So it literally could, what yeah. you're saying is he just figured out how to turn himself into a, a Victorian vampire. No, uh, a, a Victorian goat fire. Mm, goat, goat pyre. Goat pyre. That doesn't work, does it? No, yeah. it's still a vampire. I like goat molester. Uh, a goat lover. Goat lover. Victorian yeah. goat lover. Okay, uh, let's weird. just. Yeah. Uh... Did you get where can... I'm going here? Like he's he's got a thing for goats, but yeah. he lives forever. Yeah, but no one. No, yeah, no, vampire. No, 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 nobody's nobody's so liking moral, this. Okay. No, I don't think our listeners are buying this. Although I, I, I kind of like your idea, Devin, that that he maybe was experimenting with certain chemicals and went from being basically a human being to this creature. Yeah, you know, who it's possible. Dined on blood. You know, kind of yeah. Jekyll and Hyde sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So I don't know. Okay, let's uh, let's move on to the next theory, which is uh, this is actually a really simple theory, which is that the chupacabra is real as described. In other words, it is a real creature. It has never actually been observed. It's truly a cryptid, and nobody has actually seen it. But there's nothing to say that it's not right. And there are creatures out there that have not that have been observed but haven't been scientifically captured and categorized. And this happens from time to time in these, these you know in the, the natural discovered. world. Yeah. 
What's that? New species do get discovered. They I mean, do, yeah. but it's uh, usually they're in obscure locations and they're they're yeah. in very remote corners of the world to just be bouncing around in the middle well, of again, South America and Puerto Rico seems well, a bit far fetched. Do you think so? I mean, like you know, as Devin theorized earlier, uh, you know, he could have somehow got snagged up and wound up in some cargo that got shipped to Puerto Rico. As far as uh, South America and places like that, I mean, human settlements expand and True. expand into its territory. So, you know, it's entirely okay. plausible. Well, let's move to the, 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 we'll dump that for a second because it's going to then play into the next theory, which is that it's a myth. Because, of course, my problem with that is that there's the unobserved thing. But if this animal were to have possibly in some form once existed, mm -hmm. and then people are telling stories about it in a form, because people tell stories all the time to control behavior, whether it's children or ethical reasons or whatever, like, or to stay out of the, uh, to stay out of areas for mm -hmm. religious reasons. Like there's all kinds of that. things like that. Well, there's that, but also people like a good creepy story. I mean, True, I but, yeah. but people horror movies are remarkably popular. But people's, uh, yeah. people's imaginations are very, very powerful things. And, uh, you know, I mean, we all know this, that if you have details missing in something that you see, your brain will fill in the missing piece. Oh, and, yeah. and normally it becomes the scary things. That's why kids that see at night their closet with their toys and their hanging clothes, that becomes Sully from, you know, from uh, what was Monsters the Monsters, Inc. Inc. Yeah, and all problem, it is is a dress and a Lego. My problem with that theory, though, is that the Chupacabra poses no threat to humans. Right. So yeah. most of those those myths surround either some sort of creation story mm -hmm. to explain perhaps like thunder, something yeah. like that, or something to keep the kid like to scare the kids witless so that they stay in the camp at night. Yeah. Right. It's very rare to be like, oh, or uh, the goats don't have these puncture wounds and like there's nothing sucking their blood, but well, let's just make be, something up. Could be a scary thing to, to um, actually ram home to the kids, uh, the idea that they have to get the goats home and in the corral at night. That's true. But yeah, uh, yeah but yeah, you know. Uh, it's just usually those kind of myth creations center around, like you said, people and scaring yeah. people either into behaving or believing something and then it has some some repercussion for a human if they don't do that thing mm -hmm. right yeah, well very true. yeah so let me share a story of suggestion and interpretation okay we're gonna go back to 1995 which is when we said the story kind of went viral and we're gonna go back to madeline tolentino yeah, from Puerto uh, Rico. Yeah, in Puerto Rico. Yeah. Uh, she's, remember, the originator of the Chupi that we know and love. Well, it turns out that Madeline, weeks before, had gone to the theater and seen the movie Species. I know, I heard about this. And by the yeah. way... And this thing she, does look an awful lot like the Critter in Species. Yeah, she it? did yeah. not just think that this was a movie. She thought this was something that was happening on the island of Puerto Rico. And if you go and you watch the movie Species, which is about the, the, the main character-ish, is this girl who becomes an alien and she gets all these weird things on her and if you she look really at her big by the end by the way she does get really big yeah. by the end but if you look at her she looks a lot like 
any creature created by H.R. Geiger because, lo and behold, he wrote both stories. The Aliens from the Alien series. Mm -hmm. And by the way, if you don't know what I'm talking about, stop, pause us right now, Google H.R. Geiger Aliens. You will see the creatures, and they have large teeth, large spines across their backs. Mm. They're very, they have a, a kind of an oily, glistening sheen style to them. Like, he has a very, very specific style so are you saying... to the creature he's setting. But she went and watched that movie yeah. not too long before she saw this. Yeah. So, but are, are you saying that H.R. Geiger is the chupacabra? Is that what you're no. saying? So, no, but yeah. what you are saying is that this, is, this theory isn't so much like, ooh, it's a myth. The theory is this woman it's just... got confused. It is woman or, got confused. But that's different than it everybody. Being a myth. That's well, perhaps but, but, some mental issues but, but too. But myths, but myths are the same thing. Is that people see something and it's suggestion, and they take it and Maybe. they spin it and they say they see something else, and then they tell everybody else, and that's what appears according to Benjamin Radford, who, by the way, is a guy who investigated the the origins of the chupacabra. He said, "Wait." Madeline went and watched Species, yeah, she, and then yeah. she reported a creature that looked like uh, exactly Sylph. Like, yeah. I think Syl is her name from Species, and lo and behold, this thing took off. Mm-hmm. I just I'm yeah. resistant to this because I have a better theory. Okay, you do cool. Uh, I do. Okay, you know what? Fine. Tell yeah. me your better theory. My Devin. better theory involves the Diatlov Pass. Actually, it also let me have it. It solves the Dyatlov Pass incident almost. Really? Um, Basically, it's my understanding that Chupi was actually an an agent for the KGB. Whether it be you know a genetic mutation agent or like an actual agent, in some way forced to coerce or coerced to work with the with the KGB. And I do. I mean, I kind of do think that that there was some sort of instead of the U.S. government created this creature mm. maybe the KGB created KGB this did. creature or it could have been Tom Cruise in a rubber mask could have been yeah. Tom Cruise in a rubber mask I think it was a little before the, his time but oh, okay. for all I don't know Scientologists might live forever so. just to go on the record Tom Cruise is a rubber mask he is. He but might be a cryptid. He already know. is a rubber mask. That's yeah. true. No, but I think that Chupi was uh, was created, but he was somehow a KGB agent, and he was actually responsible for the deaths at the Outlaw Pass. You, like we said, we were talking about, you know, maybe he drains the blood to actually eat people, and and this could be a really good example of, of what mm. happened. I mean, you know, in the frozen tundra. That's a... So what you're saying is five years ago, a joke by joke turns out to be true. Yeah, basically. Well, it wasn't a joke, kids. Yeah. <laughs> no, he had just started doing the research, and I finished this research up for him. And, I appreciate that. And, yeah. But, no, he, I mean... uh, but he did not actually drink the blood from these guys at Diablo Pass, did he? Well, some of the bodies were, like, torn up. Uh-huh. Right, and oh. so I think. Oh, I see. So the evidence was destroyed. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I mean, you know, it's possible. I mean, they froze. I don't know, really. But uh, he realized uh, on this incident something had gone wrong. Like, like we were just saying, you know, oh. he he tore the bodies up. Maybe he wasn't able to drink the blood. I don't know really what happened there. That's the remaining mystery of Dyatlov Pass. But because of this incident, he realized he didn't. He couldn't work for the KGB anymore. He like he just couldn't, so he defected because, because of that cigar that he smoked. I mean, maybe it was the cigar. Yeah. Listen, maybe. even yeah. even back then, the KGB knew KGB knew that secondhand smoke was a bad thing, and they yeah. may have been, have been morally they opposed were to it. Really down on that whole thing. Well, right I now. think he yeah. just was personally 
like horrified with the things that he was doing for the KGB. Mm. And so he defected to the U.S. government and they were like, listen, we can't have you in the contiguous United States. So Puerto Rico, you so, go. So here, okay. listen, Puerto Rico is not... Unincorporated state. Yeah, yeah they're fine. not technically America. It's safe. People won't <laughs> guess that you're there. There's yeah. lots of weird little farmland down there. It's great. So they sent him down there, gave him a farm for himself to kind of roam on. But since he hadn't... I mean, you know, he's not clearly not a human. So since he didn't have an actual deed to the property and the U.S. government was in mm. this kind of situation where they had to deny owning the property, the property got developed They on. took it away and reused it. Again, yeah. the Indian giver thing that we talked no, about like, in the Frank Finkel episode. I could just see it. Where they, they take it away and give it back? No, yeah, they I mean... Take, yeah, they do that. I could just see it. If he show, they show up to take his land. He's like, oh, you know, we're gonna, we've decided to give this to somebody else and develop it. Well, either and he's that... Saying, like, you made this promise... And now you're taking it back, and the guy from the government says, well, yeah, that's what we do. Yeah. yeah. I mean, either that yeah. or, you know, it was just people who were local. They were like, well, that ranch isn't being used, so we might as well graze our goats on it. And then suddenly, you know, he was feeding on goats and sheep and chicken and whatever because people were encroaching on his, his normal hunting grounds that the U.S. government had given him to... Mm. to By the way, yeah, have you ever eaten goat? No. Yeah. It's actually pretty good. It's not bad. Really? I don't. I don't blame Chupi for liking goat. Yeah. Because I mean, goat's I've never good. really had goat's with blood. Little, oh well, with with, with jerk sauce. Mm. Oh. Or some like spices. Ooh. Yeah. 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 In, in a in a barrel barbecue. Mm -hmm. That is yeah. the bomb yeah. right there. But no, I mean that's that's my I you know based on Joe's and my research, I think this is the, uh, just the a best retired uh, KGB defector retired to Puerto Rico. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's go ahead and move into the next theory. I'm kind of overwhelmed with theories right now. Well, there's a yeah. lot of theories in this because this is a huge story. Yeah. I mean, it, don't it dismiss this story like the mainstream media does, Joe. Yeah. I know, I don't know. be a mainstream disser of the choops. Uh, Come on. No, the mainstream. Yeah, you know, the mainstream. They're basically not interested in the truth. Do not know. be a choop denier. No, I'm not. I'm okay. not a denialist. So at listen. All. Let's hear. Yeah. Here's the next theory. Is that and we have a couple left. We're not all the way through with this. And by the way, everybody's looking at their phones or iPods or whatever, going, "Oh my God, there's so much episode left. We have a lot to go through." Yeah, we do. We do a little bit. We yeah. have a whole bunch of stuff. But don't so give the up. Next... There's important stuff coming up. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the next theory is that this is just an animal with mange. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've heard these Actually, stories. You see this stuff on Facebook and stuff. You see it everywhere. Twitter. So yeah. for, for the last 20 plus years, animal corpses have been brought to officials, and I use that term loosely, to invest with, to identify with whole hand air quotes. Well, yeah, this is yeah, yeah that's that's the weird <laughs> whole air quote. Uh -huh. the, the the two finger one is official. The whole hand one is kind of awkward. Mm -hmm. But it is that these people have brought these corpses forward, saying this is a chupacabra corpse, and you should check it out. And of course, official sources don't ever really want to do it. But when they are actually investigated, what appears to be the case is that they are not previously unidentified creatures, but instead they're the corpses of wild dogs or coyotes or some kind of canine. But they don't yeah. have hair usually. Well, they don't have hair because they tend to appear to typically be suffering from mange. Poor oh. dogs, or that's sad. Or have been submerged in water. Or have There's been submerged in water. Okay, yeah. So listen... <laughs> 
If you don't know what mange is, we'll give you a very, very quick primer here. Mange is caused by a mite, specifically sarcoptic mange. That's the name of this particular mite. And what it does is it crawls under the skin and it lay, it literally burrows a tunnel in the skin, which is well, horrible to think of. Disgusting but little parasites. It, yeah, but then oh. it lays eggs. No, and you. that yeah. can be very painful and it can cause quite a lot of itching. It's yeah. not thank a you. good thing. Thing. Yeah, and these these mites in can and they do infect people and the what you'll hear in humans this called is scabies mm-hmm. now lucky for us humans We've been dealing with this particular brand of mites for years, like centuries, yeah. like millennia. So on an evolutionary scale, we figured out how to handle it and kind of um, corral it on the body. Now, it's not considered desirable to get scabies. It's though, not, either, so. but no. it is not something that is going to take you down. It is no. a, it will in, a lot of animals. It's an yeah. inconvenience. And by the way, it is highly contagious and it is highly uncomfortable and if you think you have scabies you should see a doctor because it is very easily treated in humans today but the point is it will not kill us at least it takes a really massive 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 infection to really take down a human mm-hmm. turns out in canines though that's not the case because canines have not been dealing with this particular mite nearly as long as we have yeah, pretty so, much just you know they get it from humans yeah, yeah. so anyway so the uh, so so a dog gets this and, it's and their, their, their immune system out. doesn't know what to do with it it yeah. freaks out the hair falls out the skin gets thick and turns grayish blackish and it becomes very, very itchy. And the problem with that is that because it becomes itchy, they scratch at it. They spread the infection because it's highly contagious, just like in people, in animals or dogs. It's contagious. Yeah. So spreading it makes it contagious. So they're spreading it around themselves. They're also opening themselves up to secondary infections. Which Basically, is, just makes all their hair fall out, and yeah. it makes it worse because and now they they're awful. now they're yeah. getting other infections. They're getting sicker and sicker, weaker and weaker. They look gaunter and gaunter. They look horrid. If you want to make yourself cry, look up pictures of dogs with mange. No, because it is not a nice thing. It is a sad no, thing to see. I don't think I will. No. And what ha- what happens though is that these poor critters now they're weak. They you know they can't actually hunt like they would. So let's take a dog or coyote. They're kind of a semi apex predator and they hunt down rabbits and and squirrels and whatever whatever. They chase things down. But they're not fast anymore. But they're not fast. But they're yeah. they're pretty good at what they do. But now they've got mange and so they they're they can still itchy catch a and goat. They, they're yeah they yeah. they can't do well. So they can't catch their normal prey. So now they become hungry and desperate. So where's the only food source around? Well, it's on a farm. It's a convenience store. Well, no, not a convenience. They don't normally shop at 7-Eleven because nobody will give them a debit card. Damn it. But the problem is, of course, is that they don't want to go to a human settlement because we as humans, we're super aggressive and we will take them out. We can be jerks about that. We don't like to share. I don't know if you know that. Yeah, and they know this, but suddenly they have no choice. Like that tied up goat is the only thing they can get. Yeah, they're They're going to go for it. They're desperate, so yeah. 
But of course, they're also easily scared away. So now let's say they attack the tied up goat and then the guy who owns the goat comes out and yells and they run away. Well, then he shows up and all he finds is his bleeding goat on the ground with no blood in it. Yeah. He doesn't know what the hell is going on. Thus, he thinks a vampire attacked his goat. So it could be mange because it does terrible, terrible things to these particular critters. Makes them look pretty ugly, that's for sure. Although uh, I'd like to point out, too, that uh, it would be probably child's play for the U.S. government to pluck the hair out of some poor animals, some poor canine, and set them loose out there. You know, just, just to throw us all off the track of, you know, the real chupi. Oh, are you saying they, like, give them a, a, a buzz job and then spread the hair everywhere and say, oh, it was something else? No, what I'm saying is they, they yeah, they, they essentially, like, buzz, you know, shave their hair, whatever, and then set them loose to, to basically with the, the object that they will attack livestock, be spotted, mm-hmm. be reported as this unearthly, like, awful, monstrous creature, which, you know, darts off into the darkness. And, uh, and that will basically allow people like you to spread this kind of misinformation. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I get it. Yeah, I get yeah. it. That's, I just, yeah. yeah, I don't like the theory either. Okay, yeah. you know what the theory I really like? Mm. Uh, so based on the area, by the way, this is not in the script, so don't look at it because it's not going to help you out. Uh, uh, have you ever looked at a Mexican hairless dog? Oh, yeah. The ones with the, the, the Mohawks? Okay, a friend of mine has a Mexican hairless, and her name is Chupi. Uh-huh. She has gray, weird-looking skin and a very bristly black mohawk. And every time I read about the chupacabra, I look at that dog and I think, well, you're too cute and sweet to do that. But but maybe if you didn't live in an apartment mm-hmm. yeah. with kibble all the time, mm-hmm. you would do it. Probably yeah. probably all three of us would do it, too, yeah. if we were desperate enough. But, true, uh, true. Yeah. Also, I also really want to have a hairless dog, except my wife will not let me have a dog, a hairless dog in the house. Because have you ever petted a hairless animal? Yeah, it's weird. It's yeah, like it's petting weird. your forearm, yeah. which is weirdly soothing to and me, you know, but not no. to anybody I, else. I do not pet my forearm. Yeah, I do all I kinds of weird stuff, but I don't pet my forearm. Me neither. See? Yeah. See, this is what keeps me comfortable in times of stress. Is I just pet my forearm. Okay. Wow. All right. Well, let's go on to our next theory here, which is uh, oh, oh, this theory actually, this is probably one of our most solid theories we have to date, which is the chupacabra created this particular podcast and has, for the past five years, forced us each week or, to make it or pay. Us. You know, actually, there is a theory out there, which is not really, but you know, but Chupi might be actually the first self-promoting quasi-mythical animal out yeah. there. He might be the odd, you know, the, Good the kind, of, kind of the obverse of, of Bigfoot, who actually is secretive. It might be that Chupi just can't get noticed, and he's trying really hard. Listen, have yeah. you seen the book written by the, the Bigfoot, though? Me no. Write Book? Yeah. Right, it's a great book. I have, I have not seen that one. Oh, yeah. it's a great book. Yeah, it's oh. really good. Yeah. yeah, it's really well written. I might have to me, yeah. me read book then, I guess. Okay, there yeah. you go. Uh, there's also, we have one other theory here, which is that all of these particular theories that we have read out today are correct. Yeah. And it turns out that we were not, in fact, paid by the Chupacabra to foster more and more disinformation about the Chupacabra. Yeah. And per the... Uh, NDA per, that we all signed. Per the NDA that we all signed, we this even, is true. We're not even supposed to be saying what we're saying right now. Yeah, it's so, true. Exactly. About that, yeah. No lawyer, me, please. Please. Okay. Yeah. Uh, any other last uh, 
chupacabra theories that you guys want to throw in. Uh, I mean, personally, per our NDA, I don't believe we're allowed to spread anymore. I, yeah, I don't think but, so either. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come down to the side of uh, an alien leave behind. Yeah, I kind yeah. of like, the towel. I like yeah. the alien fluffy theory, actually. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, either tragically their, their pet ran off or just critters that stowed away in the ship, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's probably what it was. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. All right, boys and girls. Well, now that we've solved the mystery of the Chupacabra, we need to talk about that bit of information that we told you in the beginning of the episode that you need to listen for. Oh, yeah. That. Yeah. So, so hopefully you're still listening. I really hope they're listening. Otherwise, you're going to be really, really confused later. Yeah. Because here's the deal, guys. The Chupacabra episode, this is our last episode. We are we're, we're finishing the podcast. I know you're going to be upset about it, but I want you to know the reason why, and I want to be honest with it, is that I personally... I'm moving out of the country. I'm moving to Southeast Asia. And with the time zone differences and the unpredictability of internet connections, there's just, there's just no real way for us to continue to make the podcast. And when I talked to Joe and Devin about this, when, when I knew that I was going to move, we figured it out and we said, listen, the one thing we want to do is we want to make sure we get to that five-year mark. We've, we're so close. Let's hit that anniversary. And that's why we, we've gone to this episode episode that we did by the way people have asked us in personal interactions well what would be your final episode well we always said well it would have to be the chupacabra so thus why chupi got to be the crowning final episode so there's some things that i would like to share some heartfelt things i'd like to express to all of you who have supported us through the years, I want to say thank you. And to all of you who have whined and complained about the slightest perceived offenses, I want to tell you to piss off. But seriously, honestly, uh, it's been a blast getting to, to bring the show to everyone for all the years. And I've loved getting to interact with everyone. I, I mean, there's been so many of you. And, and the Internet is a dark and scary place. And you guys made it such a good place to be. And it was it was such a positive thing that I really, really appreciate that. I don't know how better to express it than to say that. Uh, but, but don't worry. Just so you know, this is not the final episode of Thinking Sideways. We are going to be releasing some more content. Uh, we forgot content that was never actually released into the regular feed. And we're going to be releasing that over the course of the, the next... Uh, five or six episodes or so, five or six weeks. So keep an eye out on that. And uh, when it comes time for any of us to start a new venture or anything like that, we're going to let you know our social media is still going to be out there. Personally, myself, I'm going to be taking time while I'm abroad to work um, uh, to focus on my photography. If you want to follow any of that, you are more than welcome to do so. Uh, I'm on Instagram and on Twitter. On Instagram, I am How Steve Sees the World. On Twitter, I am How Steve Sees. Those are the two places that you'll see me. And we'll put this on the website so that you can track all of that. But Thank you very much. I really, really don't know how better to say it, but it has been phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, I, um, some of you already follow me on my personal, personal social medias. 
I'm pretty much Miss DK Power everywhere. And again, we'll, you know, push this out on social media in case you want to connect with us. And like Steve said, we're going to keep our Thinking Sideways social media live for as long as we can bear to do it, which may be another five years for all we know. Um, and I just wanted to say what an absolute joy it's been to see this community become what it has. You know, you, those of us that have been here since the beginning, you know, we started this five years ago. And when we were first starting out, it was just, you know, us and, and pretty much just us and Justin and Aaron from Generation Y doing true crime and unsolved mysteries. And since then, the community has grown into something insane, which is for better or for worse. And I, I don't, I don't want to call out our friend podcast for fear of leaving some some of them out, but you guys know who you are and we just love you and have loved getting to know you. I want to send a huge and special shout out to our Facebook mods who are Christina, Alexa, Kyle, Draco, Jamie, and Leslie. Without them, the Facebook group would have been shut down four years ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Easily. Uh, most of all, I just want to thank uh, all of you for listening Everyone who we met at meetups and, and CrimeCon, everyone who listened and emailed and helped make this really fun. Yeah, thank you everyone for making this what it was over the last five years. And for me, for my part, uh, sorry about the short notice on this. It's a little bit of a surprise for some of you, I'm sure. And we're a little sad about this, but try to remember it's not necessarily goodbye forever. We'll still be around, uh, like I said, on social media. And, uh, you know, I've been pondering the possibility of maybe a new podcast or something. I don't know what. So you haven't heard the last of us necessarily. Now, don't delete our podcast from your feed because if any of us starts a new podcast, well, it, the first episode or so might show up in our feed someday. And also, I have uh, restarted my Twitter account, which I've had since 2010 and never use. Uh, I'm not going to give you my handle <laughs> because I um, wanted a, a new spiffier handle that more fits, you know, the whole thing that we're doing these days. And when I went out and I had several good ideas, every damn one was taken. And I'm really, really annoyed. And, and uh, you know, Devin had a wonderful suggestion, which was Skytrain. And some jerk has taken it, and I'm really kind of angry about that. But anyway... Uh, so we will figure out a, a handle for you, and we'll put it yeah, on social media? Yeah, we will. Yeah, so there, we'll get that straightened out. I'll get a handle out to you guys so you can follow me on Twitter, which I know you're dying to do. And I'll, I wanted to echo what Devin said about our Facebook mods, who are awesome. And I hope, uh, by the way, are going to stick around for a little while, because our, our Facebook and all our social, and all our social media is not going to just go away. Uh, and also, of course, our fellow podcasters, again, Echoing Devin, uh, they're awesome. They, I kind of feel like they're our extended family, yeah. kind of without the weirdness. But we all get along great. There's no backbiting, no ugly competition. Everybody's just awesome, and I love you guys, all of you. And uh, you've, all, you've all been totally helpful over the years, and I really appreciate it. Uh, and lastly, of course, our listeners. And uh, I never thought that when we started doing this that that many people would really want to listen to us. And, uh, and of course, not nearly enough did, but still quite a few did. So that was kind of cool. Uh, we got a ton of messages from people saying stuff like how much they, they love these weird little stories they'd never heard before, or, or just, you know, you make my commute to work bearable, or you just give me all these hours of fun and enjoyment and stuff like that. You know what I'm talking about. And uh, these messages have really meant a lot to me uh, because they made me realize that our podcast, which we kind of started as a lark, it really, our podcast, it does make a lot of people's lives just a little bit better. I'm not saying we're changing the world in a huge way, but in a tiny way, we kind of we do make it a better place. 
I think anyway. And for me, that that has made all the time we spent doing this really worthwhile. And I hope everybody else feels the same about all the time you spent listening to us too. It's been great. Love you guys. And uh, again, we will we will see you again. Bye. Uh, and as as a final note, uh, not so much to the listeners, but to you both. Thank you so much. It's it's been amazing to work with you, and I I couldn't yeah. imagine doing this with anybody other than you two jokers. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's been a weird ride, and at times it's been great, and at times it's been what is going on. It's a bit like being on mushrooms, but mm-hmm. hey, <laughs> it was a lot of fun. So yeah, I couldn't I couldn't imagine yeah. without you two. Yeah. I I don't care about you guys at all. So. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I know. Get out of here. Actually, <laughs> Just go. That's kind of been apparent to me for a while now. But, you know, actually, Devin started out with this as, as a, just a, a young woman in her mid-20s um, and just watching her grow into a young woman in her late 20s. It's been really rewarding. <laughs> oh, my God. We got a Hen- Harry and the Hendrix this right All right, guys. Well, to we you two, thank you. To thank everybody you. out there, the thank way, you yeah. so much. Uh-huh. Yeah, and by the way, just a special thanks to Steve also because Steve was the guy who really wanted to do something on the internet really bad and so it was actually kind of his idea to do a podcast so we gotta oh, yeah. give a little extra credit for that I and also people don't know this Steve's our editor he's <laughs> actually been editing the sound all these years too yeah so thanks yeah. for that we so, appreciate thank you. that yeah. Yeah. alright guys yeah. shall we uh, shall we yeah. roll this up yeah I guess right. so I think so alright everybody it's been good couple more episodes coming your way in the feed. I yeah. believe there's going to be five more bits of unreleased audio that you haven't heard yet uh, before the whole thing uh, closes up shop. So thank you much. Yeah. We really, really appreciate it. And, and in some form, we'll talk to you again real uh, soon. You'll be hearing from us sooner or later, I think. Yeah. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Love you. <laughs>